On this episode of the Macworld Podcast, we feature your hot takes from the Macworld social media feeds. We'll share what you wrote about iOS 15 and Safari, the iPad Pro, and a lot more. And we'll offer our own thoughts. Stay tuned. Before we jump into it, we have a word from our sponsor, Declutter. Upgrading your device soon? Declutter is the fast, easy, and totally free way to sell mobile phones, iPads, MacBooks, Apple Watches, and much more. Declutter pays up to 33% more than carriers, locks your valuation in for 28 days, and pays you quickly by PayPal or direct deposit. Visit macworld.com slash trade in and use the code macworld10, that's macworld10, to get 10% extra for your trade in. That's macworld.com slash trade in and use the code macworld10 for an extra 10% with declutter. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Jason Cross. Hello. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. So this episode is all about your hot takes from the Macworld Twitter and Facebook feeds. You have thoughts on Apple News and articles we've written, and we're going to share and respond to what you wrote. So uh, let's get started. We're going to start with uh, iOS 15 and Safari. With iOS 15, Apple tweaked Safari, and when it was in beta, some folks were very vocal about not liking the new location of the address bar at the bottom of the screen. Our own Michael Simon. Never heard of him. Introducing Michael Simon. (laughs) He wrote about why he likes it, and uh, several of you out there agree with him. At xalexsayx tweeted, I always thought, why is the address bar on the top? The half of the screen is closed by your f- close to your finger, and now it happened. Apple for the win. At MacInfe... <laughs> I can't... Why can't I read today? <laughs> at <laughs> at MacInforial tweeted, having you at the bottom of the screen... can't read that, screen- Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tweeted, having it at the bottom of the screen makes complete sense. At here's underscore Pete tweeted, I really like the new Safari. Probably the best thing about iOS 15. And Kunal Verma on Facebook said, this is my favorite uh, comment, it gives so much comfort to the thumb. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We should mention that where they landed with it, in terms of the the design of the address bar and the bottom and stuff is very different than those early betas where it was like this floating thing and then a separate bar for like back and forward that was narrow. And then the actual address tab part was like a floating above it. And then you couldn't, it covered up part of the web page you were looking at <laughs> sometimes everything. They made it very much like the top bar just move to the bottom. It's one the block bottom. now. Yeah, that, the the toolbar that they brought back was the biggest improvement. Yes, it didn't have that toolbar. You were messing with a f- little yeah, floating window that covered up part of your website. Yeah, I I would say that I, I now I've used it on the bottom now for some time, and it's it's fine. I think I I still would rather the swiping motions be back and forward, not changing tabs, or at least an option to do that. I think part of whether you like it depends on do you mostly interact with the web browser by tapping back and forward, changing tabs, changing your address, or do you mostly tap on what's on the web pages? Because what it's doing is 
covering up some of the web page or shifting some of the web page, I should say, up away from your thumb in favor of having right. all the right. browser the control stuff content itself near you shifted a, a touch. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's more convenient. It's more located under your thumb and stuff to do the browser controls, but the actual website stuff is moved away from your thumb and it's yeah. Until you start scrolling and then it just, then it yeah. kind of melts. But that was true of the top stuff. bar. The top bar kind of disappeared true. True. when you started scrolling too and still does. Yeah, I like um, particularly. I've been using the, the 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 13 Pro Max, and it's just friendlier to reach. Oh, um, yeah, I for the Max, think I can it see makes that. more sense to see the top of the page visually in its full form rather than the bottom of the page. And um, I, I don't have a problem with the gestures, like like back and forward from the side of the screen is fine, and the uh, you know the swiping swiping between tabs. I don't I don't use it as often. Like like tab groups, I haven't quite gotten to the point where I use them regularly right but i i like the concept i, <laughs> I like the idea of i i too don't really use tab groups but i think that's mostly because i don't use safari on desktop like i am very annoyed by safari's changes in big sur like that what they've done with the tabs and stuff in big sur is it's a mess <laughs> uh, monterey you mean I mean, sorry, Monterey. The next, no, the next it's one. Safari 15. Safari 15, because it's in right, that's true. Yeah, you can get it for right, Pixar, yeah. Um, it's, yeah, that is Safari 15 on desktop. What they've done with tabs, it's a total mess. And I never really loved it before, because if you had a bunch of pinned tabs or something, which I do, and you go back to an old tab, it just reloads the whole tab, like fresh. And, and that constant tab reloading would always bug me. That and uh, the bookmarks bar... I, I always like to use the bookmarks bar and leave my bookmarks at the top of the screen instead of the horizontal. I mean, instead of the vertical thing on the side, I like them all across the top of the bar and it's very small on Safari. Like the font is very small. It's, it's very thin and small and you can't change that anywhere. You can only change like the font size in the web page, not like bookmarks bar and stuff. So that's always been kind of a, a frustration for me. And, you know, tab groups is really the, the the golden thing about it is just jumping from one machine to the next and having all these groups like follow you, that, that it syncs around. So it hasn't been a big deal for me. Yeah, I, I've used iCloud tabs, you know, for years, so however, however many years it's just been in existence. And that works for me. Like, I just, like, I don't have that many open on my iPhone or my Mac, so I just scroll through and click the one that I want. But the idea of tab groups is smart. Yeah. You know, I like the, the concept. So I use the Pro Max and switching to the new Safari made me realize because the address bar is on the bottom that I actually end up kind of ignoring the bottom fifth of the, of the display when I'm reading a web page. Mm-hmm. Huh. I'll read to a certain point and then I'll scroll Start up. Start scrolling, sure. Yeah, so actually having the bar down there is better for me because I tend to scroll before I get to that point anyway, so it's not a big deal. I bet most people kind of do that like instinctually, like you don't read to the bottom of the page like you would in a book or something because of the way we're used to looking at our screens. Like we, we look, it's probably like top half, which is probably an argument in favor of the Pro Max because you're still getting more of the page even though you're reading the same amount of the screen, if that makes sense. Yeah. But as you said, as far as Safari changes go, as you said, as soon as you start scrolling in either design, the bar minimizes up into a little slim. I went back and forth and 
it, you don't actually really see quote more web page either way now. Not really. Not not and it's like half a line of text maybe. But what they got rid of is they got getting rid of that floating bar which used to cover up certain interface elements, especially on web pages that where they'd kick you off to like a, a page where you had to fill in inf- information to make a purchase, like your address or something like that. And they'd be static pages that don't scroll. It would just be like one page that's a form and parts of the form would get covered up and you couldn't scroll the page to get the address bar out of the way. And it's not clear that you can swipe it down to get it away, which you could. And stuff. So they just really improved things a lot by just making the whole it all one bar with with some navigation stuff, backtracking a little bit on their ambitious design changes. Yeah, which is you know that's what betas are for, other than bug fixes and stuff. It's to test it and say like you know this doesn't work. Yeah. And Apple responded pretty quickly. I was I was impressed and surprised. Yeah. But the way they you know they didn't kind of dig their heels in and say you know what we're this is what it is and you're going to like it. They took the feedback, they mm-hmm. tweaked it without, you know, completely changing it and also gave you an option to go back to the old way, which is Yeah, that's true. That wasn't surprising. There. Yeah, an option's fine. But yeah, the the bottom was never really the problem. The it, it's shocking. It's you you notice it instantly, but it's that's not the problem. The problem was it was a floating thing. It it was missing half the controls you use the most often. <laughs> like it was all kinds of problems. Yeah, it didn't even have a reload bar. Like you had, you had to use that swipe. Uh, to, yeah, you to had to go all the way back to the top of the screen and then like pull it down to reload, and- which is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll continue with the show in a moment. First, a word from our sponsor. Declutter is a fast, free, and environmentally friendly way to sell your mobile phone, iPad, Apple Watch, and much more. Visit macworld.com slash trade in to get cash for your device and use the code macworld10. That's macworld10. To get 10% extra on your trade-in. Declutter. It's smart for you, smart for the planet. Now, back to the show. Well, the changes in Safari, it seems like a lot of people are adapting to them. What people may not be adapting to is if this change happens, is the possibility that the default orientation on the iPad Pro would change to landscape instead of portrait. So there is a report suggesting that Apple is going to change this. For instance, they would make, they would put the logo on the back in the landscape position instead of the portrait position. Turn it, turn it 90 degrees. Yes, but probably more importantly, the camera would be on a long side instead of the short side. Right. And a lot of users had some really strong opinions. Yeah, this, I was this, surprised that the really strong opinions, as you say, over this rumor change that we just reported as a rumor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, El Morengue tweeted that, this is a dumb idea. Put a second camera, but don't force the landscape. Yeah, well, that's 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 crazy. They're not, not like no device needs two cameras on the Yeah, screen, so. you're not going to have two front I cameras. It doesn't even make any sense that they would engineer that. Plus, you'd pay more for it, and it wouldn't, go, and it wouldn't offer you any benefit. That also feels like a very not Apple thing to do. Or not yeah. anyone thing to do. I don't think <laughs> any tablet anywhere does this. <laughs> yeah. At JVB2112 tweets, what is this, April Fool's? I sincerely hope this rumor isn't true. At Paul VT tweets, I use my iPad in landscape mode all the time. It makes sense to have a similar aspect ratio to your desktop, and it makes more sense for video recording. Wolfram Luncher on Facebook said, I hope this is not true. 
I adamantly, vehemently disagree that iPads are naturally landscape. Ron Baumanis on Facebook said, oh my gosh, no, I've never turned my iPad landscape pro or otherwise. And Michael O'Connor on Facebook said, I often use my iPad pro in landscape. With the magic keyboard, the combo is almost at laptop level. So there's a mixture of comments, but it seems like people are who are against it are really, really adamant that you don't it, do it. It seems to me like most of the people who really don't want them to do this seem to be misunderstanding that if they're not going to in any way prohibit portrait use, like right, right, just like they don't prohibit landscape use today. A lot of people say like it's natural; it's the natural format for a page. A lot of people who work with text a lot like it in portrait mode. And do, do that. That's fine. But it already currently is in practice more of a landscape device. Like you see it in every single Apple ad. It is landscape all the time. That's the way it fits in the keyboard. That's where the smart connector thing is. Like it's the the, the pen goes on top when it's in landscape. <laughs> you know, it's I'm sorry, the pencil. They're, all they're doing is moving the logo. And the, the I guess the big one is the front camera. And that makes a lot more sense if your iPad Pro is new enough to have center stage. If you don't have center stage, it's like, yeah, I, I when I FaceTime somebody, it's kind of like a phone. It's portrait. It looks like when I hold when I FaceTime someone on my phone. If, if you have center stage and if you're using the Pro more like a laptop, as a lot of people do, and you're maybe on a Zoom call or something like that, people expect portrait. Like if you've ever seen, I mean, portrait, they expect landscape. Have you ever seen someone on a Zoom call in portrait? <laughs> it's funny looking because it's got like these bars. It doesn't fit. So, you know, I think they already really have made the iPad a default landscape device in practice. It's just a matter of like the logos missile turned wrong on <laughs> the logo on the back is turned on. And the camera's in the wrong place, but like already with with center stage and stuff, it really expects you to be in landscape and move around. You, it's still you're still looking. I mean, they they like they have a software tweak to 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 get you to look the right way because you're always looking the wrong way. True. You're always looking straight, and you're supposed to be looking to the left or the right side, depending on which way you duck. Yep. Uh, have a duct. and th- that that's the biggest issue. I also. I kind of mused a little bit when I wrote the story that maybe this is a bit of a separation for the iPad Pro versus the other because this rumor was specifically about the Pro. Yeah. And maybe Apple will treat it a little bit more like a like a Mac, like a computing device and focus on the landscape version of iPad OS rather than the portrait version. You know, we saw mm-hmm. with watchOS 8 that Apple tweak the interface a bit for that watch so buttons are bigger and things are across the interface because of this the display mm-hmm. maybe they can do something similar with 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 ipad os for the ipad pro and really start to differentiate it from the mini and the air and the and the and the, and the lower it's end possible iPad. yeah but yeah i was surprised that people were so in love with their uh, portrait <laughs> portrait iPad. I, I thought it was kind of a, a, a you know, a not really controversial subject, but people were very upset. I, I just don't get, yeah, why, I just don't get why you'd be so upset about them moving the logo, turning the logo, moving the camera. Turning the logo and moving the it, camera. It's yeah. not like they're going to say make it so that, like, if you turn your iPad to portrait, it doesn't work. Like, you're, 
<laughs> that's never gonna that's always I mean, gonna as be far as thing. i know the the ipad and the, i think the kindle are the only two tablets that are that are portrait everyone else everyone else the samsung's the, the, the huawei's the, the you know they the uh the, the pixel slate when they made it yeah they're all landscape devices you know i mean that's how you naturally use it it's like you know turn your laptop like that's just it's just not comfortable i i do get that people say um people who work with sort of what would be pages of text and stuff prefer it in portrait and and i actually like reading most i think most web pages kind of look better that way just because it's like being on your phone you just see longer more of the page height but that's not what everybody uses their ipad for and if you do it, it that will still work that'll still work fine yeah i think you're right jason that people are either not reading carefully what the report is saying you don't say roman right or, or they're not or they're misunderstanding the information or whatever that, you know. Well, they're just reacting enough. to the headline without even right. thinking the story. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's more like it. <laughs> Which happens a lot on social happens, media. Yeah. <laughs> a new development by Apple is that they activated user reviews on its own iOS apps in the App Store. So now you can voice your opinion on the weather app, calculator, compass. You know you've wanted to for all this time. Now you can go in there and give it a rating. Benjamin Hayes on Facebook said, I hope Apple won't use this information to improve the stock apps. The stock app applications should be used to meet the average user's basic needs and give developers ideas on what can be done to improve the programs, which I actually thought was a very good point. That's why I wanted to bring it up, because there is this sense, I think, in the developer community, too, that Apple puts out an app and then all of a sudden... No one pays attention to what third-party developers do mm -hmm. anymore. I mean, it's very true. I mean, it, it's it's that whole. I mean, we know we know the Sherlock term, of course, but even outside of Apple making a new app that does what third-party apps used to do, just changing a default app, like the power of defaults, is huge. So, do do you need to go buy like a fancy calculator if they start doing fancier stuff with their built-in calculator? Like, I'm I'm never going to go buy. It's, Somebody who has a graphing calculator app is doomed if Apple just adds graphing to the calculator app. They're just, it's its over. Um, so I can appreciate that. My biggest fault with most of their default apps is things like where, the, where they aren't, like the, there's no calculator on iPad, like stuff like that. Or, or weather apps, where there's not weather apps on, I can get my, I have a weather widget on Mac OS, but it doesn't actually attached to a weather app <laughs> like oh well, where's why is why is my weather app not everywhere yeah well th yeah that's those are two very big strange good points right. that it just it doesn't it makes no particularly the weather app yeah calculator i mean i guess it still doesn't make sense either but the weather app is like they with the ipad screen they can make that look so much nicer than it does on the iphone and it's really nice on the iphone right but it's very strange. Like people don't need to know the weather on their iPad. <laughs> like what is the what is the I, reasoning there? Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't understand it either. There used to be a calculator widget on macOS that that went in the sidebar, and when they changed the widgets in Big Sur, that that went away, and I was so mad because I used it all the time. It was great because you could just click over into the right side of your screen to make them slide out and just start typing numbers. You didn't have to like activate it precisely or anything like that or bring up a new application just move my mouse over here start typing some numbers do some quick math 
get out. I used it constantly and it's gone now. So like, I would like to be able to leave that kind of feedback. I, I think I figured out what's going on with the weather app though. It's a weather app is being designed for the iPad in landscape mode. <laughs> and it's going to be the app they use to kind of promote the iPad as a, as a landscape device. I think that's what it is. It's going to be the killer app for the landscape iPad. I mean, it would be. It would be great on the landscape iPad. <laughs> Just like Maps and these other things where they are, are sort of dogfooding their own universal development between between platforms. I think like Calculator and, and Maps and stuff need to be that. They need to be, yeah. you know, bring the make an iPad OS version and bring that iPad OS version to Mac with Mac controls and stuff like that. Showcase, show developers how it's done, you know? And there are great weather apps for. Yeah, there's not plenty like of good third-party like, well, ones. We can't do this. Like, there's excellent ones. Well, then you have Apple apps that you make you go, why are you still working on this? Like, Clips. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You have a you have a thing <sighs> for Clips. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because Apple PR always used to flag me when a, a, a Clips update came out. So I was like, all right, I'll write it up, I guess. Because it's quick, but now they don't flag me anymore. Whenever they update, do they update clips? <laughs> they do update clips, but uh, it doesn't seem like they update anybody anymore, they, they, or they tell anybody more about an update. Because nobody, when it when they update it, nobody posts about it anymore. Clips is one of those things that it's it's a cool app, but it's the problem is absolutely nobody wants to create shareable photo and video content outside of the sharing app. Like nobody wants to uh, you open a different app, make all the photo that that or video clip, and then load up Instagram or TikTok or whatever, and then share it to them. Like nobody works that way. They just go into and no one's doing it on their own. They're using one of those apps. Like no one's sending that stuff to their friends. Like hey, look look what I made. Like they don't care. It's YouTube no. or TikTok or whatever. Right. Yeah. And they, it's, they just open those apps and they use whatever built-in capture and stuff is there. So it's kind of always going to be doomed, and no matter how cool it is. It seems as though the allowance of ratings and reviews has something to do with the court stuff. Like, it wasn't mandated by by a judge or anything, but it does seem like a precursor to, like, something coming down the pike or, or some argument they're going to make or whatever it is. Yeah, they had them in the App Store just because they kind of let, they started to let you delete most of their apps. And that was just a way to like re-download them. And I think it's, like you said, it's one of those, well, now they have to play by the rules everybody has to play by. That's right. Yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, Which makes was, sense. It's yeah. weird that they didn't do that. Speaking of new rules that uh, Apple will have to play by, the uh, European Union Commission is proposing that in the EU, uh, smartphones and other electronic devices must use USB-C as its charging port. That would force Apple to abandon its lightning port in iPhones and iPads. At Gadget Don tweets that this is a bigger challenge than it seems. It's not just phones. If you go to a big box place or Amazon, those Bluetooth devices will use micro USB. If you buy a fan that's powered by USB, same thing. So it's not one true connector at Ari the boy tweets Apple's current stance looks plain ridiculous when they've already switched most of their iPad lineup to USB-C. Mm-hmm. I think the thing about this this proposal is that it's going to take a few years to implement, uh, so many, we're not going to see years. changes. If it, if it yeah. passes, for a while. it has right, to right. it has to pass right. first, and it would not surprise me if it did. 
But if it passes, it's I think it's next year before it goes into effect, and then they have a two-year runway before the devices all need to comply, like everything, every new product on the shelves or something. So, I mean, you're looking at like a three- or four-year time frame. Apple's come out very strongly against it, saying, essentially, you're stifling innovation if you make everybody use the same port. Which there's a case to be made. There's for a case that. to be made for that. There saying. was a time, for yeah. example, when Lightning was way better. When they shift, shifted from the 30 pin to the light to the Lightning USB, it was way better than all the micro USB that was on everything. So it was, was fragile, and it was you had to turn it the right way, and all that other. Um, so, so I th- I can see Apple's point. At the same time, even if Apple's right, I think. They should definitely choose on their own to go with USB-C on all their devices. They've already done it on so many, and they pitch it as a great thing. Like they got rid of different chargers on MacBooks. It's they're doing it on iPad Pro and Air, and now the Mini. Like the, if it's good, yeah. And, and but those are big. It's it's only their most popular product, right? <laughs> and and things like uh, AirPods, you know, the plug-in for AirPods and stuff. And it's like if it's so beneficial in those other products, it's beneficial in those too. You should switch, even if your argument is don't make us do this because maybe in three or four years we'll come up with a better idea, and we want to do that. And it might not even be them that comes up with it. Like right, there might be a better you know USB product. As well, you got. I mean, I don't think USB C is the be all end all. No, uh, although that 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 connector. It's funny. Ha- Apple had a very um, as part of the USB implementers for a- Apple was a big part in the design of USB C. <laughs> that connector and 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 the USB three point one protocol, the thunder, the new Thunderbolt through protocol. It was if you go go in the Wayback Machine, uh, Intel was pushing this thing called Lights Peak. Was the was the code name or something. And it was an optical connection uh, and it was very fast, but um, there was an uh, Apple basically proposed a, a, an electric version of that instead of an optical. And that's what ultimately sort of became the USB 3.1 and type C and Thunderbolt. Is it Thunderbolt two spec or three? I don't remember, but it's funny because Apple was so instrumental in USB-C and pushes USB-C as a good thing every time it adds it to a device. Like we add it to the iPad Pro and it's part of the marketing and look, at, look it's USB-C, just plug in your stuff and everything. And then when the EU goes like, yeah, USB-C everything, they're like, no, 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 wait a minute. So yeah, even if you think Apple's right and they shouldn't be forced to do it, they should choose to do it and USB-C all the things. It's time. Yeah, we've talked about this numerous times. I don't think the iPhone will ever have USB-C. I think by the time, if and when this mandate comes through, it'll be charging wirelessly. Oh, I don't think it allows that. 30 watts or whatever. I don't I don't know already. that it would allow for that. Because that's like another, you're back into another cable, right? Like, I think I think it's going to, at least in the EU, it's your, the devices that are covered by this, Oh, so when the, the the proposal is you have to have that port, even if your device could just be wirelessly charged. Yeah, for the devices that are listed, this doesn't cover. It, it's not a the proposal's it's not for a small little. 
Yeah, it's not every device in the world. It's literally like cell phones, digital cameras, and X, Y, and Z. There's there's a specific list of t- tablet computers and something else. Like there's a list of specific computers. So I I think it doesn't cover things like I don't think it even covers laptops because I think you could have a high power laptop with like a barrel connector or something like that. But it yeah, it's I I don't know that they would be able to have a exclusively wirelessly charged. I really hope they don't. It, it's it's terrible for the environment. It's convenient, but you give up. Uh, the, the efficiency of wireless charging is terrible. Like the watts you draw from the wall versus the watts that get into your battery is bad. Well, that does it for this episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 763. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. Thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. And thanks to Declutter for sponsoring the podcast. You can subscribe to the Macworld Podcast and the podcast app on Spotify or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time. I'm going to uh, propose a, a segment of the Macro Podcast where you uh, read submitted names by our followers. <laughs> it's funny because I, I, you know, as I'm putting together the script, I, I look at the names and I say them. And then, of course, when yeah. the show happens, I can't pull it off this morning gotta, for some reason. Your like, vocal exercises, rubber baby bubble. Yeah, bubble, that's bubble, what I need. To, I think yeah. I need to warm up. That's what I basically what I need to do. That's what it is. You need yeah. to read tongue twisters. <laughs> Betty Betty bought a bit of butter, but the but, butter Betty bought was bitter. bitter. So Betty, Betty bought, bought a bought better butter, butter, and it was wait, and it was better than the butter Betty bought before. <laughs> From eighteen ninety nine. Wow, that's a. They didn't have oh, here's to a, do this is a really good one for pronunciation. Some of these are just really good to help you with pronunciation. This is a good one. All I want is a proper cup of coffee, made in a <laughs> proper coffee co- proper copper coffee pot i may be off my dot but i want a cup of coffee from a proper coffee pot saying proper copper coffee pot is difficult yes yes i'm not even gonna try